Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, March 6, 2017. And today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 12 of Bill's story, paragraph 2, reading three paragraphs today, focusing our discussion on paragraph 4. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Libby E. The Twelve Traditions, Maura Z. Reading the text today, Wendy M., Becky K., and Meg F. The reference number for yesterday, Sunday, March 6th, for the Sunday special edition, is 9685. 9685. That's a panel discussion, topic, understanding, powerlessness, and unmanageability. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Libby E. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. Good morning. I'm Libby E., compulsive eater in New York. The 12 steps, one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Libby E. Maura Z, would you please read the 12 traditions? Happily. Thank you, Melon. Maura Z, recovered in Virginia. 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, 
Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, the loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you, Maura Z. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the one speaking should be muting. Excuse me, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 12, starting with paragraph 2, reading through three paragraphs. Paragraph 2 and 3 for context only, and our focused discussion will be on paragraph 4. And that begins with my friend suggested. And I'll ask Wendy M. to please start our reading and discussion. Hi, good morning. It's Wendy M. Recovered in Colorado. Um, Thank you, Melanie, for your service. Um, All right. My friend suggested what then seemed a novel idea. He said, why don't you choose your own conception of God? That statement hit me hard. It melted the icy intellectual mountain in whose shadow I had lived and shivered many years. I stood in the sunlight at last. It was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. Nothing more was required of me to make my beginning. I saw that growth could start from that point. 
Upon a foundation of complete willingness, I might build what I saw in my friend. Would I have it? Of course I would. Ah, it's so good to be here this morning. Thank you so much for letting me be of service. Um, boy, so this one's a biggie. Um, I want to start with just the first line. It was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. 17 years ago when I came in, I thought it was I had to believe. I didn't know it was willing to believe. And boy, does that make a big difference. Um, and I just want to say something about willingness because I had never heard this term before, Overeaters Anonymous. Um, when I heard, are you willing to be willing to be willing, what that meant to me was, am I willing to set aside what I think I know? Am I willing to do it differently? Am I willing to think about this differently? Am I willing to set aside what I think I know, in this case, about God? Um, that, to me, is a revolutionary shift right there. Just the word willing, because it's saying, might you consider, do it differently, think it differently, behave it differently, um, and thank you, God, for that word. And then it says, just willing. Are you willing to only a matter? And the word only is significant um, there because that's all you have to do. This is much easier. This is not algebra and calculus. This is, you know, basic addition and subtraction. Um, and then it says, nothing more was required. Nothing more Oh my God, this is easy. This is, I can jump in this. There, there's, this is roomy. This is very roomy. Nothing more was required. So when I'm working with my sponsees, I love saying to them, you only have to be willing to believe. You don't even have to believe yet. Just a willingness, you know, just that key that unlocks that door. Um, and then I saw that growth could start from that point. I was willing to be entirely abstinent 10 months ago. Thank you, God. And I felt that entire psychic change immediately because I was willing to do it differently. Um, and then it says, uh, oh, and then upon a foundation, complete willingness. Yeah, this is not a maybe willingness. This is a complete. Um, I might build what I saw in my friend. Um, and then my favorite, of course, is would I have it? Of course I would. There was no there was no question when I saw my sponsor 10 months ago and I looked her in the eye and I said, oh, my God, she's got it. I said, I am so willing to do anything. I will do anything. I will go to any length to have the kind of freedom that you have right now. I want God and God is vast. I never would have said that before. God is powerful and vast. And of course I would have it. Oh, my goodness gracious. Of course. Um, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. And all I want to do is pass it on, pass it on, pass it on, and be as useful as I can be in, in passing this on to the next person so they can get the freedom, so that they can get the joy and the miracles that I'm experiencing. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Wendy M. Now it's time to open up on this subject for discussion. Who would like to share, please? Charles H. Hi, Becky. Hi, Charles. Jackie B. And Jackie. Kathleen O. Hi. Kathleen O. And I heard somebody else. Why? Who was that? 
Debbie Y. Hi, Debbie Y. Anybody else? Okay, let's go with that. I have Charles H., Becky K., Jackie B., Kathleen O., and Debbie Y., and did I hear Kathy Jo? Come in and in right at the last there. Okay, we'll grab that up. Hi, Charles H. Hi, Melanie C. Thank you for your service. Uh, Charles H., a recovered composable overeater. It don't matter if you can hear me or not because I'm not that important. <laughs> and, you know, uh, and that's so great. That's What a great revelation. And, and upon that foundation, I, too, can recover. Um, so, you know, I went to an AA function this weekend, and it was great, and I bought the original working manuscript. And even Bill W. said, you know, all this God stuff, you know, he was like, you don't have to get on your knees. This is what he said. You know, we need to stand up. <laughs> but, you know, I could identify with him upon this foundation that I can grow from that point. You don't. You don't have to believe in fifty hundred Hail Marys. You don't have to. T- you don't have to tithe here. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything. But upon this bedrock of a foundation, if I'm willing to believe that I am not the great I am, because I'm not, because I wouldn't be on this line if I was. Um, I just want to be uh, uh, of service. I, we shout every shouted with great tithe, right? When he said, what, "Why don't you choose your own conception?" Right? You don't even have to say the word God. You can say higher power. You can say what you want. You can believe what you want, right? But I know one thing. Upon this foundation, that if I become willing to believe that I couldn't control this thing myself, this ain't the Charles, this ain't Charles H. Anonymous. I believe I do have to go to Overpost Anonymous, but that's a different story. But uh, I believe that Alcoholics Anonymous can help this compulsive eater to recover one day at a time, and that's all I get because if I get two days at a time, I'd be jumping ahead and trying to control this thing. All I got, that I can grow right from there. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Charles. Becky K. Your turn. Hi, thank you. This is Becky K., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Maryland. Um, what I find very interesting is that this big book is a textbook, and, and as a textbook, um, everything in it is very important. But what's extremely interesting is that in this paragraph, we have italics. So to me, when I read the italics, that is the author of this big book. All the hundreds of folks that penned these, these pages they're telling me these italics is very, very, very important. And and so it really makes me pause and, and really think, okay, what is it saying? And what the beauty of this is this is step two, where Bill is stepping up and saying, okay, he's already realized that he's powerless, step one. But here he is saying God can help. Or for some people, HP can help. So it's step two recognizing that some that some greater power, some greater being can help. And it was previously mentioned, it's truly a transformation to go from the knowledge-based, um, for me, I always thought I knew everything. I knew about nutrition. I knew about, you know, the ways of the world. And as Bill says in this, the icy intellectual mo- mountain in whose shadow I had lived – so basically, that is stripping down. He's saying, I can't 
even though I think I know it, I don't know it. And then to talk about the transformation and being willing to believe in a power greater than myself, that's step two. That's a huge transformation. Another transformation is that very last sentence, of course I would. Not only was he willing to step into this new realm, but but here that of course I would is sharing with me the hope, the hope of the program that, you know, I want this and I can get this. That's another transformation. This is a, a this book is about recovery and part of recovery is for us to carry the message of hope to others that if we follow these steps that, that we can recover. And I know when I walked into the rooms of OA and I saw the various sponsors there and and as someone previously mentioned, I also saw the twinkle in their eye. And to me, that was the hope. And when then I, I heard their stories and saw their pictures and, and how they came into the rooms, not only extremely overweight, but, but battled um, and battered emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And, and for me, that's exactly how I was. And to see that hope in their eyes just for taking this step to me was was very transformational. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Becky Kay. Jackie B. Hi, I'm Jackie B, recovered compulsive reader from Bronx, New York. Can I be heard? You can. Thank you. Thank you everybody for your service today. Thank you for the ability to uh speak today. I am like so grateful. Um, I love this passage. I've been in this program, like I said, over 23 years. And I'm amazed that no matter what, my higher power has changed over 25 years, but there's still a higher power. Um, I believe today with every fiber of my being that my higher power takes care of me. Um and that I have the strength to believe that as long as I'm here, uh, I do service, I'm available, and when anybody calls me and tells me, what, what, what's your higher power? My higher power today is God. It wasn't that way before, but it is today. I believe that there is a power greater than Jackie today that will help me get through this program, will give me the strength every single day to work this program. So I am so grateful for this passage, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie B. Kathleen O. Good morning. Thank you. This is Kathleen O. in California. So all that was required, all that is required is a willingness to believe in a power greater than myself. You know, that willingness for me was really coming in and being desperate and doomed, that feeling of doom um, and really being desperate. I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired of, of, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and it wasn't working. And thank goodness for Abby because, you know, my concept of God coming into program was one I grew up with and it just didn't work for me. And for Abby to say to choose our own concept, I, I, I can only imagine the millions of people that has helped. And so all I had to do, all that was required to get my own concept of God and have a willingness to believe in it 
and and guess what it worked it's it it you know the um my god allowed me to put the food down with the help of my god i was able to put the food down get abstinent and start working these simple steps one at a time not always easy but simple i mean all we got to do is follow the directions and and i've 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 learned through the process is i really need to have that contact with my higher power on a daily basis because it's really easy for me if i don't to start taking my will back so every morning i pray for freedom from self-will and just let my higher power guide me and it's so amazing i mean yes we get a normal sized body but life is just so much easier to live you know um life has its ups and downs and when it's down i can go to that power and i don't always have the answer but if i'm patient and i wait the answer usually comes and i'm just amazed just totally amazed so trust in the process you guys this this really does work thank you kathleen i pass thank you thank you kathleen o debbie y thanks melanie thank you for your service i'm debbie y from vermont recovering and um i uh nothing more was required of me to make my beginning um when i joined this program 27 years ago um, it was a new meeting, and everybody was new to it, so there wasn't much recovery. And um, I, it was a relief, nothing more than believing in a higher power. I already did that. I, I've been to church since I was a baby. And uh, I, it was a, a sigh of relief. I didn't have to get on a scale in front of everybody and get weighed. And then as um, the weeks went on, I was like, oh, jeez. Maybe I want some somebody to require more of me, like, um, you know, give me a diet that's going to help me lose my 100 pounds plus that I need to lose, and and things like that. And I was I was growing weary and thinking, hmm, I don't know if this is going to work for me. And then um, where it says, upon a foundation of complete willingness, I might build what I saw in my friend. Would I have it? Of course I would. Well, there was a woman in the group, and she had this spirituality that I didn't see in anyone else, and uh, she had a piece about her, and um, she talked about her higher power, and um, every week I just, I was more attracted to that, and I finally got up the courage to ask her to be my sponsor. So she was my first sponsor um, all those years ago, and you know that's why I'm still coming back, really, because I saw that, I saw the spirituality, I saw the, the um, beautiful, majestic <laughs> miracles that can happen in this program, and um, I'm just so grateful and happy to be here today. And like, yes, like someone said before me, if you're new on this in this program, keep coming back. It's you know, it works. So thank you so much for letting me share, and I'll pass. Thank you, Debbie Y. Kathy Joe P., you're next. Star one, Kathy Joe. Hi, Kathy Joe in Minneapolis, Minnesota here. 
recovered compulsive overeater. Glad you caught my name at the tail end, Melanie. You have good ears. Um, I want to say that I came in and the most recent time, and um, when we're reading, um, it was only a matter of being willing to believe in a God greater than myself. Nothing more was required of me to make my beginning. I think first I came in, wanted to be thin, wanted a different body size, wanted um, to look good. And then eventually I wanted freedom from the food. And and then I wanted freedom from the character defects, which I would say I'm still there, right with that one. And I now have a hunger for God in a huge way that I did not even know was there before. And it actually keeps growing. My hunger for food is getting smaller and almost most days not even there. My hunger for God is growing and growing and growing, and I didn't even know it was there. And it's a great thing. I love that. I, it's, I love that as that grows. As, I mean, God fills me. God is moving in me. I'm growing closer to God, yet my desire for God is getting bigger every day. It's amazing. And I also want to say that um, – With that said, that I find that I'm doing this every day, if not eight times a day, being willing. Being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. That's not just a one-step thing. That's every day. Um, My sponsor here in Minnesota, one of the reasons I chose her is I heard her say once that she gets down on her knees every morning and night and asks God to remove the desire. And I believe that I need to repeat this over and over and over and being willing to have God um, change me. And again, today it's not about being thin. It's not about, I mean, it is about letting go of the food and asking God to help me with that. But it's more just having God being with me. I once heard someone say, um, God is being with, and that's what I want. When I try to define God for me, it's being with and being and connected to my God. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy Joe. We can open it up for additional sharers this morning who would like to share on paragraph 4, page 12. Marie J. Hi, Marie J. Anyone else this morning? Star one? Meg F. Hi, Meg F. Anyone else? John Sylvia K. F. Sylvia F. Maureen. John K. K. B. John K. Sherry K. B. Sherry K. B. Did I miss anybody? Let's go with that list. Then thank you, Mary. Um, I'm sorry, Marie J, Meg F, Sylvia F, Maureen, John K, and Sherry K B. Good morning, Marie. Good morning. This is Marie J from Colorado, recovered in Colorado, and really happy to be on this line. Um, I love this growth could start from that point, and it brings up patience for the changes that take time for me because it has taken 
it has taken time. It has taken time to be willing and especially to completely abandon my entire life to God. And that's because there's a bunch that I still want to hold on to. I want to give God the easy stuff and um, and hold on to the stuff that I still want to control. And life isn't easy. You know, every day I wake up and there's a little fear in my heart, you know, I'll be honest. And what I have is the tools to stop in my tracks before I even get out of bed and connect to my higher power. Because every day my disease is going to wake up with me and want to take over. And this is the only way out. You know, growth starts from that point. Every day I have to be willing to wake up and turn it over and sit in in prayer and meditation and connect with God so that I remember that I'm not in charge. And for me, it took it took a long time to, to do this every day. You know, not every day, not a few days a week. I have to work on it every day. I have to work on it many times a day. It used to be that I would just attend a a meeting and then my day goes on and and I wasn't connected to anything. And today I am living all day engaging with God, all day um, connected and asking for guidance. When life shows up hard and when life shows up easy, to be in gratitude when everything is going well and to still stay connected to God and know that I'm not in charge. And I love this. Would I have it? Would I have it? Of course I would. But I also must be willing to stay engaged. I must be willing to be in recovery all through the day. And that means complete abandonment, complete reliance on God. And I have to have the patience because every day I get a little impatient with myself and then I have to remember, oh, I'm not in charge. So thanks very much. Pass. Thank you, Marie J. Meg F. Star one, Meg. Hi, this is Meg F. Sorry. Um, recovered in the Bay Area. I am liking in this paragraph, what I saw this time round was that the word beginning is in there and that I might build, might, I might build. I feel like I read these paragraphs. I've been around for decades. And I've read all of this, and I used to just sort of read it. And now it sort of has come alive more for me, and I still really feel like I don't do that great a job at it. It's really hard for me to turn it over. I have a really nice life. It flows along, flows along, and it's really hard to um, just include God. And to I thank God, but I don't ask for help when it's hard. I have a hard time doing that but I just wanted to say that what I appreciate is that nothing more was required than to make my beginning and all of these initiations beginnings just willingness they're just little steps and I was reading it over the weekend and thinking about our Monday and it occurred to me that it's kind of like going on a date you know like you go on a date you just have to be willing to go on a date you have to be willing to hear the person who said oh I think you should come and you know it's just an hour and just come for a little while and then you go and you actually can't begin 
if you don't go and you can't begin to know the person if you don't show up and you can't begin to see if it could possibly work if you don't even say hello. So it just occurred to me that there are a lot of analogies in our life that if we don't begin something, we can't build it. And then building is another entire, I I have built things. I've built houses and, and I've watched my husband build houses and I've done things like that. I've seen ground, I've seen earth movers, and then I've seen the beginning, the basis and the building and it's really slow and it's really hard. So I'm glad to be on the road. Thank you and I pass. Thank you, Meg F. Sylvia F. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service and good morning, visionaries. This is Sylvia F. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in the San Francisco Bay Area. And so grateful to be on the line with all of you this morning and with this paragraph. Um, what I wanna hone in on is uh, throughout the book, you know, I now see that that uh, through all the steps, they talk about a beginning, a beginning. That, you know, no matter where, that we have willingness to grow, no matter how long we've been in, no matter where we're coming from. And so here it's saying willing to believe is the beginning, is the beginning of our psychic and spiritual transformation and that's what we're that's what I saw in other people. I saw that they were different. You know, I could see their that the way that that they they felt at ease with themselves. They could be present for me. Um there there was an essence that was different and that's that was the question of would I have it? It wasn't would I have a normal body weight? It wasn't uh would I have, you know, the twelve steps. I wanted I wanted that transformation and that and so it reminds us that we have a beginning and I forget to start my timer I'm sorry um, and then it says that's where it says growth could start from that point and that is continuous throughout all the steps and we will keep on seeing that it will say it was just a beginning throughout all the pretty much all the steps I think and then it says, upon a foundation of complete willingness, and that foundation, if I don't get that foundation right, and that's true of everything in life, if I don't get that foundation right, I'm building on sand. And so if I whip through uh, this, this willingness, um, I'm not going to get the recovery. And so if I, have, um, if I have someone, if I'm sponsoring someone and they're having trouble later on, uh, as we're going through the steps, we do have to go back and we have to make sure that that foundation of complete willingness and willingness to believe, willingness to surrender, you know, it's, and, and doesn't mean that we have to understand it or know it. Are we willing to surrender to what we don't know and follow those who've gone before us? And that's what I did. And I'm so grateful that I get to do this and it doesn't mean that life is perfect. It doesn't mean I never have an emotion I don't like. It doesn't mean that I never have a food thought. It just means that I can surrender and I get direction. And um, it is a life beyond my wildest dreams. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sylvia F. Did I hear Maureen? That would be the next one up. Yes, hi. And if I can get the first initial of your last name. Hi, Maureen. I'm sorry. I talked on. Okay. Maureen J. Thank you. Sure. Um, I am working on recovering from Long Island, New York. 
Um, and I do appreciate that every day we have a daily reprieve to, again, we try to have the willingness. If we lose sight and we, try, we realize that we are trying to be in control again, we can then, again, do um, a reminder that we just need to be willing. It's not an error. It's a journey. It's not a problem. It's how we work. It's the, pr the progression of having the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'll catch myself being, oh, that I know everything, and then I just have to remember, okay, it's not perfection. The whole day is not ruined. I, have, I can change my thought at any time, and now I'm going to have the willingness again. You catch yourself and you bring yourself back to reality. And I enjoy that about the program because I'm not perfect, and it doesn't mean that I am not working the steps. It just means that this is my journey. And um, the fact that we can make the higher power, what we want it to be, is fascinating. It's almost like hitting the lottery um, or, hey, you know what, let me make the perfect child and they're going to never talk back and this and that. And they, you, you can't do that, but we can choose our own higher power that is super loving and very kind and understanding and never turns their back on us. And that we can do every day with just a little bit of willingness and the fact that we don't have to have it to be successful and that it's a journey is a fabulous thought for me. I try to remember that every single day. Um, thank you very much. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Maureen J. John Kay. Good morning. I'm John Kiernan, compulsive overeater in recovery from Los Angeles. Um, I'll tell you, these paragraphs here on page 12, uh, from the why don't you choose your own conception of God to it's only a matter of being willing to believe. Well, it's almost like we should put those over the door as you walk into OA because I know my first uh, introduction to the 12-step program was actually AA, but I ran out uh, after sitting for, you know, better part of one meeting because the word God was mentioned over and over. God, 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 God. The word Him with a capital H was there in the steps and I just had such a horrible, uh, you know, feeling about it, you know, based on, this is totally me, it certainly wasn't anything, even in the religion I birthed, it wasn't anything other than the fact that I never got any real help in learning it. I was, I got, whatever I got came from, you know, uh, a kid up to 12 years old when I could, no longer had to go to Sunday school learning my mother. But all of that bad stuff gets folded into that one little three-letter word, God, that it, it you need to be able to somehow break the ice to, to hear it. And that's what Bill talks about here. But boy, I tell you, there's just times I want to, I can see newcomers come in and sit down and listen and get up halfway through the meeting, and I know it's because they're hearing God. And I want to so desperately run after them, except my, my training in 12-step programs is probably not the best way to do it. Uh, you know, God's got a plan for them. But that I want to say, look, here's the key, and, and trust me, this is an evolutionary process. It took me years in program to get to the point of being able to say God instead of higher power. Uh, and even that I sometimes had problems with. But uh, to me today, God is a three-letter, one-syllable placeholder that means something totally different to everybody. And what, what I, I say sometimes to like newcomers is, okay, 
look at a stop sign. And you look at that stop sign and we all say, okay, it's red, right? We all say, we can all agree it's red. Well, I have no idea if the color I'm seeing inside my head is the same color you're seeing. In other words, you may be seeing what I'm pointing at the stop sign as looking like what I call blue. And what I call blue, you think of as red. It doesn't matter. We have a similar point of reference. We say that is red, and we all go, okay, that's red. And to me, that's what the word God had to become in me, so that I didn't sit there and say, this is a higher power based on what I have. Uh, I was given. It's, it's what I get to choose to have it be and to be willing to sort of this, to come to that. And then also I got raised, because I had a way above average IQ, I had started to put my brain on a pedestal and think I was so smart. And yet one of the things about coming to another program that tends to be a little on the gruff side is they don't pull any punches. They're like, hey, your own best thinking, Mr. Intellectual High IQ guy, your own best thinking got you where you were when you dragged your sorry button here the first day. How about taking that wonderful brain you think you got and putting it on the side for a while and listen to some of these people who maybe they had 20 less IQ points than you. Maybe they had less schooling than you. But guess what? They're managing to stay sober Maybe you ought to try giving that a chance. And that, that ego reduction, that program of ego reduction is so important for me. Boy, I just wish sometimes there was a way, you know, especially for newcomers, because you can just see that look on their face when you get somebody up and they, they share God a lot in in their share, say, now this, you know, grab and go, this means something different for everybody. It's okay. You don't have to worry. Just be willing to quit the debating society, they say. And with that, I pass. Thank you, John K. Sherry KB. Good morning. This is Sherry KB. Melanie, can I be heard? You can. Hi, Sherry. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for your service, Melanie. Just setting my clock here. Um, <clears throat> I, I I love what everybody's been talking about, and when it comes to mind to me is that. I saw that growth could start from that point. Um, Upon a foundation of complete willingness, I might build what I saw in my friend. Would I have it? Of course I would. And all it's asking me to do is to have the willingness. Um, And when I think of willingness, um, I've been in program for many years, and I always heard that willingness is the key, Um, you know, in the door, in the door to a new life. Um, and I, I'm a visual person, and I like to use creative ways to, to help myself in the program. And so when I think of a key, you know, I don't know about you, but I use keys every day. Um, I use the key to my car. I use the key to my house. I use the key to my office. And, you know, if I keep looking at that key and reminding myself to pray for the willingness, if I don't have it, I can pray for the willingness to be willing and um and it only starts just with that that little open the door of willingness that makes all the difference in the world and that it that it it's a starting point if if i have that willingness my heart's open when i'm willing um it makes room for for myself to be willing to do something different to get into this book and all it is is we're saying you know have the willingness to put down the food, and to get into this book, and to believe in something greater than you are. 
um, I know that my disease likes to make everything complicated. Um, it's like, what do you mean? Uh, what do I have to do? Where do I have to go to sign up for this? How long is it going to take? My disease will just want to drive me crazy, and it's simply saying all we need is the willingness. And it is important to have the willingness because that's the foundation that we're building upon to change our lives. And so I know that without willingness, it doesn't work for me. I don't know about you, but if I don't have the willingness, I can't be willing to do this work and to change and to let a higher power change me. And um, and through this book, I'm I'm. It's my job to unblock myself in this book, uh, with working with a step guide, doing the steps, and then I really get connected in step eleven, with a power greater than myself. And all along, you know, if I'm putting the food down, that's unblocking one thing. When I'm working the steps and I'm willing to go to to do step four and get rid of the resentments and the fears and my sex conduct and all that stuff, that's a continuation of unblocking me. And then when I live in 10, 11, and 12, and especially 11 is where I connect with a prayer and meditation with my higher power, and with that I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sherry KB. And we are on page 12 in Bill's story, and we're focusing our discussion today on paragraph 4 for those that are getting ready to share with us today to prepare. We can open it up. I think we have time in our day to have three to four more shares. Who would like to share? Jody EQ. Hi, this Hi, Jody. is Carol Kay. I'd like to share. This Hi, is Raquel. Lenny. And Raquel. Very good. Anyone else? One more, let's see. We can fit that did one in before Jody? time runs out. I did. Okay, thanks. Okay, let's go with that lineup here and we'll see what happens. Jody EQ, Carol K, and Raquel E. Hi, Jody. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning. This is Jody EQ, a grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Carmel, California today. So grateful. I just love this one line that comes before paragraph four. I have to mention it. It melted the icy intellectual mountain in whose shadow I had lived and shivered many years. Oh, it's just such a brilliant line. Bill is such a good writer so many times. It's I I can relate to it and I could I know other people who are like this. <laughs> it just reminds me of a few people. And um yeah, there you know, if I don't have that willingness to believe because for whatever reason, because I know too much, because I'm too intelligent, because I'm too well educated. This is common. I'm too cool, whatever it might be. You know, I can live and shiver in that pride and in that stubbornness my whole life. My whole life. Yeah, it might not be um, logical to believe in God. It's not logical. But if you try, if you give it a chance, it's it becomes it it blows your mind how how transformative it is to to surrender to acknowledge that you don't know it all, that you don't 
You can't manage your own life. And to turn your will and your life, everything over to something greater than yourself, whatever your concept is, even if your concept is very fuzzy. I think mine has gotten even, you know, in a way it's, it's less concrete than it was before. I don't know exactly what God is, but I know that when I do turn my will and my life over to the care of God and humbly rely on him, I am enabled to match calamity with serenity. And I get to live a life beyond my wildest dreams. So yes, willingness. It's only a matter of being willing to believe. Nothing more is required of me to make my beginning. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jody EQ. Carol Kay, you're next. Hi, this is Carol Kay, recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Um, yeah, I like this sentence. I was only a, it was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. Nothing more was required of me to make my new beginning. That was really hard for me. That sounds simple, but that was really hard for me because I was playing God, you know, for over 30 years in my marriage with my husband and my kids. And I truly believed my, in my sick head, I truly believed that I knew better than anyone else. And not just my family, I knew what was better for everyone else. And I was not shy to let everyone know that I knew what was best for them. And here I am walking around for over 30 years, well over 300 pounds, living on Twinkies and Oreo cookies. And, you know, when my kids weren't doing what I thought they should be doing, I was the first one to let them know how wrong they were and how they were hurting themselves. You know, it's not funny, but today it cracks me up looking back at how I lived my life all these years. I see the truth. The blinders are off my eyes. When I came into this program, willingness, yes. I was willing to do whatever my sponsor told me because I listened to the vision meeting for, I don't know, a couple of days, and I heard all the recovery, and I didn't hear this recovery anywhere else, but I heard it here, and I thought, well, they were either all nuts or they're right. And you know what I found out? They were right. If it happened for them, I wanted to see if it could happen for me, and it did. So today, I don't even want to control anyone else. You know, today, I know there is a God. And, it, and the thing that, I, that I'm positive of is that it's not me. And that took a little while for me to, to click into my brain. I had it like tattooed out on my brain. Carol, you are not God. And, um, and the only thing that was re- required was to believe in, to have the willingness to believe this. And that's how I started. And I was determined to go through this book because I wanted what I heard everyone else on the line. So if there's any newcomers on this line, I beg you not to give up on yourself because this is recovery right here. If it could happen to me, it could happen for you too. Uh, with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Carol Kay. Raquel E., star one, please. Hello. Can you hear me, Melanie? I can. Good morning or good afternoon, madam. Good afternoon. Thank you, Melanie, for your day and night service and for your devotion. And I get to have four hours of program today. The doctor could not prescribe better. I need it so much now because this paragraph now is coming to life for me 
in my life it's it's either or it's more like like the 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 is god everything or nothing the 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 second step proposition because i'm going through a difficult time and if i would be willing now to turn this sentence into what i need now am i willing to believe that god is taking care of my poor brother who is sick who i don't agree how he is being treated and there's not much i can do about it i've done everything i could and here comes um this willingness to believe and for me what what helps me now in i would say in the last 20 hours is to break it down from from faith to uh not just faith but trust like there are two parts of it for me uh, i've never not believed in god i am a bible teacher and i can really teach bible that other people can really come to believe what i believe in the master of the universe it's the part of trusting what what he will say uh you know that that god really takes interest in us a little further on that god really is there to take interest in every one of us and the details of our life and the letting go that comes out of that trust and if i cannot master up that trust you know trust not faith that he's there and he's the the master of light and of the universe and everything but in this particular situation he is there in this tremendous anxiety of mine that that I'm experiencing about have I done everything in my power is it enough you know is he expecting something else from me is the wisdom of knowing the difference how much more should i try how much should i let go this this business of trusting is i think for me at at the crux of it but it reminds me i didn't put the time around so please tell me melanie when it's time this little children's story when i used to teach kindergarten in the states in the synagogue and i found this little book that explained this way um this little boy on the beach dug a hole and a man saw him running to the ocean and bringing little buckets of water into this hole and running back again and back and forth and bringing water and he said to him what are you doing child and he said well don't you see i'm emptying the ocean into my hole i want it here right now i want the ocean to be here it's it's a lot like me trying to understand god this vast incredible mystery even not just nature but this program that all of you are there now to witness that I'm trying you know and all the recovered people online who are doing this and helping us to 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 hold our hands out to the light and grasp a little bit of hope that he's there no matter how difficult our, our circumstances are that itself is a big enough miracle that adds up to to the depth of this mystery that Time. it's not logic yes i i read up it's not logic that in this big mystery of 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 god 2 plus 2 is not always 4 sometimes it's 17 and sometimes it's 16 we'll see later what happened to to abby there's no telling his grace lands upon us this way and that way and different times 
And thank you all for being there, and I pass. Thank you, Raquel E. And Raquel E. will be the last person to comment on that paragraph because that's what time allows. Thank you to everyone who has shared this morning. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, and we'll follow that with a serenity prayer. Becky Kay, would you please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, thank you very much. Becky Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Maryland. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who still is sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.